Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Hi, everyone. This is Ray K. Welcome back to our Facility Dude Podcast. I'm here with your host, Bob Bittner. We've been away for a little bit, and a lot of things have happened in the past few weeks here. I know, Bob, you've been traveling as well. Yes, Ray, uh, and and thank you for the welcome back. It uh, has been uh, has been a challenge for me the last couple of weeks. Uh, my 97 year old mother passed away uh, a week and a half ago. Fortunately, I was able to be with her the last week of her life, and that was a real blessing. and And so it's kind of bittersweet, uh, especially coming up here at the holidays. But just thinking back over the last 97 years of what has changed in the world and what has come about. She lived in a remarkable time, so uh, as well as we live in a remarkable time today. Ninety-seven years, Bob. That's a really long time. I'm glad that you did get to spend a good amount of time with her before she passed. But I, I, I can imagine that's she must have seen a lot. Uh, yes, yeah, she certainly did. And there's, uh, if you look back over the history of of our world uh, during that time, just so many things have changed. Um, I was just sharing a story. My mother was a uh, school secretary. At one year, it was a very small school in northern Pennsylvania, and they asked her to teach typing to one of the academic classes. One I just recently talked to, one of the guys that graduated in 1972. My mother got up and told them they were kind of uh, leery about why they needed to take typing, and she said, well, you're going to need to type term papers in uh, high, in college. Uh, but she said the bigger point is, is that in your lifetimes, computers will play a bigger role, and they will all have keyboards attached to them, and you'll need to learn how to type. And I thought that was extremely insightful of my mother back in 1972 when computers were as large as uh, freight trains almost. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think that there was this concept of a personal PC back then either. Right? I, I don't think so. And today we're all absorbed into it. We've got them in our pockets, on our wrist, and, and everywhere. But today I wanted to talk just a little bit uh, about what's um, what's going on. And we just want to... Uh, reach out and our thoughts go out and prayers go out to our friends uh, in France today. You know, some horrific things have happened and uh, we just want to uh, reach out in solidarity with, with our French allies and friends. Let them know that our uh, thoughts and prayers are with them at this time of, of sorrow and loss. And uh, some lives over there were cut extremely short, will not get to see 97 years. And uh, we just uh, we just reach out to them today. But I wanted to talk uh, a little bit. We're coming up on the holidays. And uh, tomorrow, Ray, I don't know if you remember it, whether you checked off on the list of what you're going to bring, (laughs) but tomorrow is our Thanksgiving feast. And we're going to start at the Dude tomorrow. This kind of kicks off our uh, end-of-year celebration with uh, a big feast, and everybody will be festive from here on out to the end of the year with Christmas and New Year's coming up. Just wanted to take a few moments, just uh, encourage the facility managers, how they're going to prepare their buildings, how they're going to get uh, things ready for, uh, you know, all those crock pots that are coming in tomorrow and uh, that uh, the power is there and uh, certainly circuit breakers are going to get kicked. I'm already getting a little sleepy just by you talking about it. We have like over 450 employees here and there's going to be a good amount of volunteers, volunteers bringing in some type of homemade dish. To be honest with you, I don't know how productive we are going to be. I think, after, I think a nap will be in order tomorrow, right? 
But, um, you know, our facility managers out there face with that. And a lot of times uh, these things, these great parties that go on um, uh, are a lot of fun for employees. But a lot of times people don't realize what people have to do to get ready for that yeah. and be prepared. And especially when we walk away from our buildings for a few days. You know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving next week. I can't believe it that Thanksgiving is already here. And uh, we're going to walk away from our buildings for four days. And uh, many of us uh, that don't have 24 by 7 operations are going to have to make sure, particularly in colder weathers, that things are protected well, that they're being monitored, that um, uh, temperatures are set right, that doors are closed and locked, that the security of buildings are in place. Just so many things that the facility manager has to be concerned about uh, during this time. Yeah, but there, so there's there's got to be so many different things that that goes into shutting down a facility or, or or an office building, especially you know during the holidays. We're shutting down for at least maybe you know anywhere between four and five days. What are some of the things that that we need to be on top of to make sure we've got we're preparing for that shutdown and we're preparing also when we come back in you know that following Monday. Great question, Ray. Uh, I think a couple of things that are really key. Uh, number one is uh, during Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday, we're in areas of the country where temperature is a, a condition. And so when we talk about shutting buildings down, we're not necessarily turning everything off. We're not going out to the main power breaker and turning the main power breaker off. But we do want to make sure that we're minimizing our, uh, our resources, our utilities that are being spent. And so I always suggest it's a good idea that... Uh, during this week sometime that our facility managers go out and they look for different things. Number one, they walk around the building and say, do I see any water leaks? Is there anything there that could be a problem during the time when maybe there's nobody in the building, that faucets aren't left on running, that uh, commodes aren't just uh, get hung up and, and run all the time so that we're using a lot of uh, water during that period of time. Or worse yet, that something... Uh, becomes backed up and floods part of the building. See, uh, that's a that's a terrible thing to get a call on Thanksgiving afternoon that there's a flood in your building. So so we're not shutting off water. I think maybe we leave our emergency services on. We're not shutting off water. We're not shutting off gas. We're not shutting off electricity. But we do want to minimize how much of that is being used while nobody's in the building. Mm -hmm. There may be times that people come in and out during the holidays. Somebody has to run in and get something or... There's a, a special circumstances where a client needs to be served or the population needs to be served and uh, people come back into the buildings. But, uh, you know, make sure that uh, we have no major water leaks. Make sure that uh, only the necessary things are on. A lot of times people will get uh, a walk out of, the, out of the building. They may have uh, decorations on in their office and they just leave them on all the time. Well, even today with uh, the high efficiency uh, lighting like Christmas lights, the LED lights, they may not be taking a lot of electricity, but you multiply that over a number of employees, a number of sites, number of buildings, and it does add up. And so I think putting a notification out to employees to say, hey, look, today when you leave, we're not going to be back in this building for four days. I want you to help be my eyes and ears and make sure that things are turned off. Make sure you shut off your space heater underneath your desk. Absolutely. Yep and turn it into the security guard because you probably weren't supposed to have it in the first anyway. place <laughs> and uh, on your way out. So, you know, make sure that you engage other people in the look-see, if you will, 
that they turn off computers, they turn off lights, they uh, minimize that. So people are aware that we're kind of going into a shutdown mode. Talking about that space heater, what do you think, what are some of the items that people forget about all the time? Well, you know, I think uh, space heaters is a great example, uh, or little fans. We, uh, you walk around offices, and I go into almost any type of facility, and I don't care what it is. People have little space heaters or little fans, and they just turn them on at the beginning of a season and just leave them on. And uh, it does take a lot of uh, energy to, to uh, run those things. And I think we need to have some responsibilities, just remind people, hey, there's safety things involved. Make sure that those mm-hmm. things get turned off. So when we're going away, Bob, there's usually times in these facilities we have some type of security in place. Sometimes there's uh, we have people that remain in the lobby. But what are some other things that we need to make sure of from a, I guess, a, I don't want to say lockdown standpoint, but just from a security standpoint, making sure the right people are entering the building, the right people are staying away from the building itself. You know, what, what are some of the measures that we need to take? You know, most, uh, most buildings today have some kind of card access or automated access where you come up with a key card or a fob that allows you in. Uh, make sure those things are up to date. If there's been employees that are no longer, it's a good, it's a great time to go back and review your security policies of people that may have been terminated or have, have left uh, the organization. Maybe you didn't get their key card back. Maybe you didn't get their fob back. And just to go back and look through the records and say, are all of those people, have their badges been uh, deactivated? Have they been uh, been turned off? And I think that also it's just a good opportunity. Yeah, there may be some security in the building. There may be some, a few people. Some buildings may be empty. Uh, some uh, areas that people have, I still have access to. From a personal standpoint, I think every employee ought to be responsible about what they let out uh, on their desk and in their desk drawers. Uh, I know a lot of times because when there's not a lot of people around, some uh, this is a great opportunity for somebody to just walk through, look in drawers, see what's there, and maybe help themselves to it. And so there's both that personal responsibility that employees must take for their own stuff. And then let's make sure that our security is, our build, our doors are closing and locking, uh, that the exit doors are, the closures are working properly on them, that our security system is working properly. Particularly if we have somebody on site that is a security person, that uh, they're well trained about what is uh, the normal, what uh, to be looking for, what are things that are out of place, and if things are changing, we ought to make sure that they're aware uh, that something different is going on, something different in the building is happening. That's a great point. I'll tell you one thing that I just that just popped into my mind. I know when holidays come around, I get super, super excited because I know that means a little bit of travel for me. I'm going to be going away to see my folks in New Jersey, wherever I am. If I'm a facility manager and I know I'm going to be traveling and I am kind of the go-to for everyone in my facility right now, what do I need to have in place to make sure in the event of an emergency, whether the fire department has to come out, whether the police need to come out for whatever reason, what do I need to make sure I do before I leave and, and I'm like physically not even able to come back? Well, obviously, Ray, you really don't know, understand the job of a facility manager because (laughs) facility managers are never allowed to leave town (laughs) under any circumstance during any time of the year. Uh, No, uh, I think that's a great comment in a a, uh, a lead in here that, you know, up to date contact list. 
uh, is extremely important. And so if a facility manager is going to be gone, uh, the worst thing you want to, to happen is you're halfway between here and New Jersey and you get this text that there's a water leak, a major water leak in your building. Now what do I do? Why did I get the call to start with? You know, again, good communication about, hey, I am not going to be here. And this is not just for the facility manager, but it's for all of the employees that have responsibility or could have responsibility. Yeah. You know, are you, do you have plumbers available? Do you have electricians available? Who are they? Who are they going to be? Who's on call? And typically, an organization will set up a on-call for a holiday. So they should have already planned out who it is that they should call in case of an event. So if I'm going to be gone, if I'm out of town, uh, unreachable, then who's the next person on the, on the list? And then who's the next person on the list uh, that can do these things? So multiple people should be uh, available and contacts should be available for them to be able to respond to these things. And so if there is a flood, who do I call? Um, most of the time, numbers like the um, uh, police and, and fire and so forth, they do not change. Uh, but we just want to make sure, and it's it's not a bad idea uh, to say to the police, to call the police, say, hey, look, our building is going to be entirely empty over the holidays. Just kind of keep an eye on it, do an extra drive-by on it, uh, and here's some numbers to call if you have if you see anything out of line. Here's our call list. Uh, typically, that's not required from a, a uh, fire department standpoint, but if there's a different number that you've given them that they need to call, certainly provide them that uh, that call list. So I think uh, making sure call lists are up to date. And with people changing phones a lot these days, that's even critical of the right phone number. You know, we get a, a new cell phone and maybe we've decided to change carriers. Maybe we've decided, maybe we've been getting harassing calls from salespeople, so we're going to change our cell number. So uh, make sure that people have the right number to contact in case of an emergency. Yeah, I can imagine during the holidays, the fire department, the police department, there there's so many buildings that go empty. They are probably getting notified that, hey, the, all of these buildings are going to be empty itself. And I can imagine their workload and what they're responsible for. And in the event of an emergency, how long it's going to take for them to actually get out to right. your building right. if something happens. And, you know, we've got a lot of buildings that still have some occupancy in them, you know, in our healthcare uh, facilities. But oftentimes during this time of holidays that we really try to reduce the staff, reduce the amount of people that have to be at the site during that time. And so a good call list, a good callback list uh, is, is key and is important. And I always say, you know, you ought to test uh, cell phones, pagers, however you're communicating to people that uh, they can get it at their homes, that they can get it out where they are. A lot of times... Uh, Facility guys love to hunt and fish, you know, and they'll use oh, yeah. this opportunity to get out and get away and do a couple of days of hunting and fishing, but they still have a responsibility. If they're on call, it's their responsibility, and we need to remind them that, hey, if you're going to be out so someplace, make sure either you can get communications there or somebody else is, is stepping in for you during that period of time. So I think, uh, you know, uh, there's a, uh, a lot of things that a facility manager needs to uh be, in, be mindful of during this time. Obviously, the uh, safety and security of their building and the people that are in the building, the uh, protection of the assets by making sure that, that floods uh, are not going to happen, that the appropriate amount of heat is on, 
we do a setback of temperatures so we're not uh, heating and or cooling the building to optimal occupancy standards. You know, the, the most important thing is, is that uh, also that I believe in is that we really need to try to give some of our people some time off to be with their families, to enjoy their time uh, at holidays, be it Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, uh, whatever holidays you're celebrating, that uh, people have the opportunity to be with their families. And so pre-planning a lot of those things and making sure that things are in order before they go lend a bigger opportunity that they're not going to get called back in. Yeah, Bob, absolutely agree with you. Really good information here. We are hoping everyone has a great and safe holiday itself, and we'll see you guys again next week. And Ray, one one last thing. Everybody ought to, after they eat, take a good nap. <laughs> Enjoy your holidays, guys. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.